When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up. Uh, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. It's former 24-7 champion. To you, Jerry the King Lawler. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. Tonight, I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. <laughs> Ray Marazzi. And good evening to Don. I'd be full pipe. To Michael again. It was a camel. And Michael again. This is the last time I've ever had that in my mouth. And to Michael. I don't like American cheese. And to myself. What does it feel like, a pipe? And lastly, to Michael and Griffin. Where have you been, Griffin? I talked to them. You haven't been there because you were on your your little summer vacation. Wow. Little summer vacation. Griff coming up and in at you, Kester. I enjoyed those weeks off. Because... I earned them. I agree. But do you mean specifically because of Griffin or... Griffin doesn't impact my life. Wow. I think you're hurt by it. I don't think you like the attack. It stung you a little bit. A little bit. A little, a little sense bit. Of guilt. You know, I've made Griffin into the star that he is, and then he strikes out at me like that. Fine. You think he cuts He cuts to the core of you is what see I think. If he, see if he gets on the air again. Uh, scoreboard update. Here we oh. go. Giants with a nice 4-1 lead on the Braves. Top eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just when you think, Don. That's all over. They the, pull you back in. The only Don that people heard about more than Don LaGreca this summer was Donovan Mitchell. And oh, my God, yes. After spurring, spurning, is that right? No. The New York Knicks. Here's Donovan Mitchell. What was your interest level in coming to New York? You know, all summer, I, I wouldn't say much, but, you know, for me, it was once Rudy got traded, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I think we all did, you know, and I think we understood we had a, we had a good run. I kind of had a feeling I was going to get moved. I, like I said, I thought it was New York. I'm not going to lie to y'all, but, you know, and obviously, who doesn't want to be home next next to their mom, you know? And I've, I've lived at home since I was, like, in eighth grade. I've been at boarding school and whatnot, so it would have been nice. But, you know, like I said, for me, once I found out I got traded and what we came, what we're going into, like, that trumped everything for me. You know, I'm like I said, I'm truly excited to be here, to be part of this group, to be a part of this city. Y'all saw I had the Cavs jersey on when I was, like, five, <laughs> six, whatever it was. But, look, I was a LeBron fan, but I was a Cleveland fan like you know my man's over there saying Cleveland Cavaliers like I was saying that at the house like you know what I mean so it's crazy how life comes full circle and you know being able to be a part of that you know the, between the fire and the intros like I, I remember the little things I tell my love playing in this arena you know so to be here you know I'm I'm, I'm truly excited so wild that you could be a a four-year productive NBA player I thought about that and yeah. he still grew up watching LeBron James <laughs> that's wild 
That is something. Now, you, you hear it all the time. Michael will tell you as well. Like, you know, when you find out that there, there's so many young athletes that but were fans of somebody that, like, becomes their teammate. I know. Uh, just that, yeah, because that's it's been what his Cleveland days when he first came out. That what was that uh, when they lost to the Spurs? Was that 06, 07? Well, 07, 15 years ago, right? He, he's been he was there a long time ago. Now, what can we call him Don Mitchell? Is that is that wrong? I uh, no, I, I think he no. probably likes Don Mitchell. Well, no. I mean, what's he supposed to say? He's on the Cavaliers. He can't trash them and say, you know, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I don't go no. to the Knicks. No, he handled that well. It, it, it wasn't his choice. Danny Ainge didn't want to give him to the Knicks. And the one thing we got out of it is he thought he was coming here, and he's not going to lie. Right. right, and he loved the idea of getting to be at home. That was interesting. He went to boarding school after eighth grade, so it hasn't been here at all. Sounds like a likable guy. It actually made me uh, more upset that he didn't end up here. You never went to boarding school, right, Peter? No. I went to sleepaway camp for two weeks, cried my eyes out, never uh-huh. went back. Wow. You seem was... to be doing well now. You, oh, you... this is so exciting. You mean I've like adjusted to being on my own? Yeah. So you think he's in the same mental state as he was when he went to sleepaway camp? I was in fourth camp. grade. <laughs> Not that far. Yeah, no, I've gotten... I, 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 it is interesting that I ended up moving away from home, though, and I've been gone now. I left D.C. in 2007. I am sort of surprised. I was very much a homebody. Then again, I also slept every day right till noon. Oh, so I my, miss those days. My life right now is doesn't resemble any of those things. There's no sleep until noon. And I sleep right till noon. I do miss that. But I got to tell you, though, mornings are pretty cool. Time for sleepy time, Bobos. You get a lot done. It's It's nice to feel like you put in a full day before you even start work. Can I tell you guys the truth? No. The way that we handle mornings on hot, the way our schedule works, and the rhythm that we've had of, of all these years, I wake up really at basically a normal time. Like, I'm not waking up at an insane time. When you talk to Dave and Rick, that's a different, they're on a different planet right now. I don't know how, how they do it. I really don't. What, the five so to you eight mean show? Yummy and the dummy. Yeah, yummy and the dummy. That is an early, early you, start. If I ever got traded or you know requested to leave the show, which has crossed my mind on occasion, sure it has. Do it. You you he's, wouldn't like if I did. He's, da- he's I wouldn't like it, but do it. It's your but, own but, life. No, but I, I would make it the last thing I did that day. You'd stay up all night. You think? And I'd go to bed at eight o'clock. But you couldn't. So Peter, you have children. If, if, if you were the you never see your manager, children again. You were the general manager of the station, Peter, yeah. and Don requested a trade. Now, there's for some reason, the programming geniuses have only two local shows, you know, until seven. Um, and you, who would you trade Don for? Would you trade him for um, Dave or Rick? We know your answer. <laughs> That's why I'm recusing myself. Well, uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I think Rick. I think Dave is the better radio talent. I'm just, I'm just honest. But in terms of fit on this show... It would have to be Rick. It would have to be Rick. Adding Dave wouldn't make sense. Especially with Pete driving when you're not here, Michael. Yeah. I, I think Rick would, would be better suited 
for, yeah. for the move. But think about it. You said, I'll never see my kids. No, I would see my kids. They get out of school at 240. If I slept till three, that's seven hours of sleep. That's a great point. They get home from school. I'm with them the whole time. That's true. Watch all the games. You sleep 830 to three. Watch great movies until two, three o'clock in the morning. Then do a nice meeting. We'll sit down, do a nice show. Go to bed at eight. Do it all over again. All oh, the... Think about it. I, matter of fact, now that I think about it, can we make this happen? Do it. I, I, Just sit there. You I was would, watching the long, the longest yard was on last night. <laughs> like I could have sat there and watched the longest yard to like three fifteen. I'm telling you, maybe make a nice little little you, snack. You, you, I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, <laughs> if you did this. By the time you finish that middle of the night movie, you would be so ready for bed, and then you'd be like, I got to go do a three hour show right now. I got to go talk about Aaron Judge for the next three hours. I'm going to bed. You'd quit. You'd retire. It would be over. It'd be the end. Goodbye, good night, good luck. See, it's a perfect time frame for Rick because he does get up at like 3 in the morning to work out. Well, he's been doing it his whole life, these yeah. he's this psycho hockey players. I, I wouldn't have played hockey just on time alone. When they Oh, they get ice time, you have to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Eh, I'll play basketball. Find another sport. Um, speaking of the aforementioned Aaron Judge, here's CeCe Sabathia on the MLB Network giving his take on the MVP race. No, you really just don't look at it. You know, if, if you're no, checking the numbers, Judge. you're going to get this so Is Otani the MVP or is Judge the MVP? Like, I mean, because, I mean, Judge is putting up, Judge's war is a little bit better than Otani's. Okay, I'm going to let see. You don't let me go. You guys know who I think the MVP is. Well, I, I, don't, think a, I don't think a lot of people do because they know you and, you and Aaron yeah, Judge is like, it's my little brother. I know, but Shohei's your favorite player of all time. Yeah, and I mean, I, he's the best baseball player to ever play baseball, bro. <laughs> he's the MVP. Every year that he's healthy and he continues to get better as a pitcher, you got to give him the MVP. Right. The guys, he's so you're going to Shohei run. over Judge. I am. So the way he said it, Peter, is, is that as long as he continues to pitch well, mm-hmm. he should be the MVP every year. Yeah. And I don't think that's – I think it's a fair argument if you see it that way. My problem with that is only the wins. I just don't think there's enough success in Anaheim for it to be that way. But I don't have a problem with every year you think he's the one. And he did frame it in a nice way by saying Judge's brother. But, but that, that I don't get. Well, because they're so close, he has to say he's no, the MVP. No. Like Michael said, we gotta, they have to have a conversation. What? What? Because we're friends? That means I got to – You know what – come on, though. I don't – if, if, I, if, I respect CC. I if disagree. I was up, I if I was up for the Radio Hall of Fame and they were choosing between me and someone else, and I heard you on the air being like, "Hey, you know, Peter's my guy, but I got to go with so and so," I'd call you. I'd go, "Really, really?" And saying he's my guy doesn't take the sting away. Well, what does CC want to do here? He he does the um, the podcast with Ryan R two C two. Was he just a guest on MLB Network? No, or? he does that. Right. He does like a, a K Rod cast. Okay, so he's obviously trying to break into the media. What's I saw the K Rod cast. That? The term K Rod cast now is like the Kleenex of the secondary broadcast. Yeah, it used to be Madden cast, but now K Rod cast. Wow, is a, yeah. that's that's bold. Yeah. But if he wants to break in and be part of the media and analyze things, then doesn't he have to put his friendships aside? Because what what good yeah, would he be I, if I'm just all oh, I'm friends with Judge? So Judge is going to be my MVP. I would like don't hire this guy. I, no, I respect I gi- it. I give him credit, but if I'm ju- if I'm judge, I go <laughs> like Peter said. I give him a call. Really, dude? Yeah, I did him with a really dude. Oh, Which, by the way, I know good for CC for would be being willing to so do. So weak of judge. Come on, no, dog. to be bothered by CC's analysis. What? You wouldn't be bothered. In reverse, you honestly, me and Michael are doing the show. They're talking about Don LaGreca 
versus uh, Steve Summers for the Radio Hall of Fame. And I go, listen, Don's had a great career. He's not Steve but Summers. Steve, uh, Steve, I mean, no, Steve but Summers is a, is a unicorn. He's yeah, a but that's not, yeah, yeah, you got but it. That's, Every year I vote for Steve Summers. That says Michael likes to say apples and ranches. Why? I mean, what, 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 what is the comp? I think uh, I just came just up with the, it. No, if, if you were paid, like let's say you did an article, that you be, the, the Bob Raceman retires and they go, Peter, you're really a good radio guy. I could see that happen. You know, we're going to have you do a, go, a column at the Daily News once a week to analyze radio. I, I'd say, well, to read it, you're going to have to pay for a subscription for me because I currently don't whatever. do it. Right. And, 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 and somebody asked you or the Daily News asked you, I want you to give the top five sports hosts in New York. Then that means that all five have to be people you're friends with? And if you did that, then I wouldn't really respect the column then. I totally, but the person who got left out who is your friend would still feel away. I, if, 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 come on. If we were picking our favorite baseball announcers, on, on, I was on ESPN and they said, well, see, right. no, 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 but I'm not, I wouldn't ask you the favorite baseball announcers. I'm asking you the best baseball Right, announcers. fine, the best so baseball So Michael's got to be number one if I, Vince Scully was still doing it? No, but that makes it easier. When we're talking about Shohei Otani. We're not talking. All right, you, you, all you, right. Yeah, you know, so, we're not. We're not talking about uh, you know Vogel back here. I mean, this is somebody that's in the right, conversation. He's a big boy. So I'm a somebody, big boy. If somebody came to you and said, "Who's the better baseball announcer, Michael Kay or, or Gary Cohen?" Right, and you said, "Michael's my guy. I love him. Parts of my life wouldn't even be the same without Michael." But it's Gary. You're getting a phone call from the caster. No, Michael Kay. <laughs> Agreed. I I I understand it. Listen. Good for CC. If CeCe. I felt that, it doesn't matter if you feel it. That's what makes it worse. Listen, I'm on the air. Good thing for CC. Good for him. He brought the ruckus. He said something interesting. I respect it. Listen, a lot of people were mad at Bob Sala this week because they disagree with what he said. I just said I generally hate talking to coaches because they don't say anything. I love it. I love that he said something. So I always respect someone who's willing to talk. Peter, I have an unbelievable ENN story, but I don't know if we can do it. Well, okay, give me a hint. Have you have you seen the chess story? The chess story in the World Chess Championship. I've not. Oh. It's, it's it would be tough to communicate it over the air, hmm. but a guy is cheating because somebody is sending him signals through a sex device. What? On his person is a sex device. And they tell him what moves to make by certain vibrations. How do they know that? It's been uncovered, so to speak. Well, I mean, are, are the are the initials to this device? Are the what? Are, are the initials for this device? What? Yes, leaves us early to show. No. Before the game, it would be um, the initials would be Antonio Brown's initials. Let me ask that. Antonio Brown's, that would be A-B. Yeah. I was thinking B-P. Oh, 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 B-P. You're, yeah. What about A-B-P? <laughs> no, it's A-B. A-B. Well, I'm, I'm thrown off by the you don't know what it is? Oh, 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 oh. I think you, I do. All right. We're not on TV, so can you mouth it to me? Well, you don't see my face. The, the second oh. word is beads, oh. okay? Yeah, yeah. Beads, oh, okay. beads. Well, it's just, yeah, it's wow. based on the same principle. Yeah, we were thinking the same. You know what? I'd be full pipe. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine cheating that way, wanting to win the chess championship that badly to do that? Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, now, 
That is something. Listen, wow. I don't play chess. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> now be you would. At that, no, I really. I, <laughs> I don't. I, you know, that's never been a uh, a a a Z for me. There, got him on the butt. <laughs> right. So, but but how, I, I I understand like poker. You want to see the guy's hand. You how how do you you, you can see his move? Like, I, how do why you do you need the help? Because there's audience there, right? So there might be somebody who's do because he beat the 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 world chess master. Yeah, but what so he's saying the, is, what's the advantage that the person has who's not you? They're able. What are they able to see that you're not able to see? But the. The person that's you, but. For, I mean, it could be a consortium of 10 people around the computer finding out. You mm. don't have to do it right away. That's and true. And they, they right, find right. out what move it is. Oh, that's right. So this you have guy time. beat the Grandmaster. Right. Nobody expected him to do it because they were vibrating him the moves to make, like Morse code. Was it like a Rosie Ruiz thing? Like this guy has no abilities? Well, no, he has some abilities, but not an ability to beat the Grandmaster, although he did now. Oh. It's got it. Well, listen, you do what you got to do, right? People cheat. People cheat to win. It's unbelievable. If you think it's ever going to end, it's not. Because this guy did this to win. Anybody will do anything to win. Let's uh let's hear from Aaron Judge now. We played. Oh, I thought you had the Grandmaster on. No, no, no. no That's that, that was an interesting place you took us to. Should we know who that is? No. Right. Let's go to Aaron Judge. Are you paying attention to the home run record right now? Oh, I played the audio. Oh, Sorry. that's nice. No, you really just don't look at it. You know, if, if you're checking the numbers, you're going to get caught. So I just just keep trying to do what I can do, and, you know, the numbers will take care of themselves. If I have a good plan, have a good approach, do what I need to do in the box, you know, all that other stuff will show up. That's what I always say. Now, here, here's Buster. A, uh... Here's Buster Olney. I, I know what you're going to say, Don. But here's Buster Olney on Greeny uh, being asked, how will Judge hitting 62 be talked about? I'm going to say that he is the holder of the American League record, which Maris currently holds, and that in the eyes of a lot of fans, in the hearts of a lot of fans, that he's the best single-season home run hitter ever because the PD links to Mark McGuire, to Sammy Sosa, to Barry Bonds, and that as far as they're concerned, Judge will have reached his record cleanly in a way that those other guys didn't. And that's whether you agree with that perspective or not. I've told you in the past, I voted for Barry Bonds and McGuire and Sosa for the Hall of Fame. A lot of fans are going to feel that way once Judge climbs the mountain. But not Judge. So that right. kind of ends yeah. the conversation. Judge said the record holder is Bonds. Now, period. do you buy into the conspiracy theory that the reason he says Bonds has the record is because he's going to be in San Francisco next year and how beloved Barry Bonds is? No, because no. I think he grew up no. rooting for Bonds. He, you know, he, he saw Bonds right. play. And, and, and also, also I think that that's how players got to look at it because that is the record. Why cause any controversy? But the one thing I'm kind of dubious on, Michael, is he's not going for a batting title where, where like, McNeil's got to find out what Goldschmidt and – Freeman did that night. It's a number he's got to remember. He doesn't have but to be reminded. He's also going for the batting title. No, but I, I, I don't think he's he's definitely aware of how many home runs he's hit. Of course, he knows how many he's away from Maris, but he's saying the right thing. And also, I believe him on the Bonds thing just because I think that's Aaron's nature. Well, I think a lot he's of not young... a controversial guy. He no. doesn't say the things that that gets people's ire. He, that's not what he does. No, and also I think. I, I think people of his fans of his age all acknowledge 73 is the record. And it is the record. It is. So for him to stand up after he had 62 and expect 
to get the reaction that he broke the actual record, he's foolish. He's not going to. So why even go there? Like, why cause that controversy? 73 is the acknowledged record, and that's what he wants to try to break. I, I, I don't think he's going to get to 73, but... Hey, with 80 at-bats left, if he's going to be hitting two home runs a night like he did last night, I guess anything's on the table. But right now, if he hits 63, 64 home runs, there will be some people that will acknowledge him as the home run champion. But I get players and him think not thinking that. Now, you said the word controversy. Let me play on sure. that here. We didn't talk about this at all the last couple of days. There is controversy around the punishment being doled out to Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sarver. Mm-hmm for the racist and misogynist remarks that he's made, the general treatment of employees. He was fined $10 million by the NBA, but he will keep the team. And a lot of people are up in arms about it. Sure. A lot of people consider it a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. Adam Silver today said, quote, there are particular rights here of someone who owns an NBA team as opposed to somebody who is an employee. Which is... An interesting thing to say. He wrote, the equivalent of a $10 million fine and a one-year suspension, I don't know how to measure it against a job, but I have certain authority by virtue of this organization, and that's what I exercise. I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't want to rest on that legal point because, of course, there could be a process to take away someone's team in this league. It's very involved, and I ultimately made the decision that it didn't rise to that level. But to me, the consequences are severe here on Mr. Sarver. Reputationally, it's hard to even make those comparisons to somebody who commits an inappropriate act in the workplace in somewhat of an anonymous fashion versus what is a huge public issue now around this person. Well, the question is, is this any different than Donald Sterling? Because there is precedent. Donald Sterling was forced to sell the Clippers. Now, if you don't think it reached Donald Sterling level, why? Because there's no audio tape? That Come on, we know, we, but we know how big that is for it, people. Well, it so seems. The way I look at it is I can't go full bore because I don't have him cold that he did this. He's still denying that he's ever said the N-word, that he's ever done the things he's being accused of. So is this, is this uh, Adam Silver saying, we don't have him cold, so how do I make him sell his franchise if we don't have him cold? I, we had Donald Sterling cold. We had audio tape. Correct. So we've got to give him something, but I, I can't force him to sell his that's franchise. It. We don't have enough. I'm telling you, I think that's it. And if that's it, then I think they did the appropriate thing. Yeah, I mean— I, Or I, maybe I, even went too far, because if, what if it's proven he didn't do any of this? All right, it's not a lot of money for him, and one what's what's a suspension for an owner? He can't go to the, the 41 home games. Big deal. Um, but I guess that's the difference, right? Donald Sterling, I, I think that it. is. I think that is the thing. And while it may not be right, we saw how Ray Rice was treated after the footage came out. It always makes a difference when you have the proof. In in this case, it's not so much the outrage because you have him cold or have the audio taper in Ray Rice's the video. Right. It's that, listen, he had to admit that it happened because we have it down. This this guy's denying it ever happened. So so what do you do? How far do you want to take it uh, if you don't have him... uh, have them cold. Now, what could end up happening here is if what what if it's believed and nobody wants to go play for Phoenix? They can't sign any players. People will refuse to be traded there. I mean, he may be forced to sell anyway. 
if nobody right. wants if nobody wants to work for him, if fans refuse well, remember, to go. And, yeah, that is how things really fell apart yeah. for Sterling. I mean, I think that's where they kind of set it up for is is that hey, cl- clean up your act here because if you don't, you're not going to be able to sign free agents. Fans are not going to want to come, and you're going to be forced to sell the franchise anyway. Um, few more stories to get to: some Mets, some Jets, some Serena Williams. We'll do that on the other side. It is ENN on the K Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I promised a little Mets. Let's hear from uh, Buck Showalter, who I believe... Oh, you know what? It's a great point for this, Don. Let me do a little diamond note, shall we? Brought to you by our friends at Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. Buck Showalter on the possibility of a team meeting uh, among the current struggles. No, they don't. They aren't getting that at all. Uh, number one, and uh, you know, we meet every third day the whole year in four series. And you're assuming that we haven't already met. So and if I, if I, and if, no, not not tonight. You know, and if we did, I certainly wouldn't broadcast it. You know, if they want to talk about it, fine. We've we've had some talks over the years, but over the this year, but uh, probably nothing anybody knows about. But we'll see. Now these guys have some things between themselves too, but we uh, we're always taking a pulse of it. But the woe is me thing is definitely not in these guys' makeup. I can tell you that. God, I love Buck's approach to everything, Don. He like has no well, attitude with media either. It's he never takes the tone of like that 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 man. He he's defensive. He's protective. He doesn't give away information. He doesn't want to give away. He, but he never acts like a nozzle about it. He has a great. And this we saw this with um, Marte earlier in the season, where he supported him and yet disciplined him at the same time. Like, there's ways to say things, and that's what comes from experience. That's understanding New York. Like I remember Willie Randolph when the Mets were collapsing. In 06, mm-hmm. blew a seven-game lead. Not 06, 07. Blew a seven-game lead with 17 left to play. He said, don't worry about it. It'll make the champagne taste that much sweeter when we win. Well, you didn't win. Like, like saying things that not, not listen, Willie Randolph is far from nozzly. He thought, I'm going I'm to throw support to my team, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to do this. Well, that also adds pressure. Or it also makes it seem, oh, we got this. He was able to support his team, but yet still put in a little bit of sense of urgency to say, hey, we got to do better. Like There are ways to do both, but not everybody has the gift no, to be Bucks. able to do that, and he, he certainly has it. And by the way, uh, I'm told we'll have Buck Showalter on the program on Friday, no? Am I not yes, allowed to say Friday. That? Yes, Friday 310? 310. Yeah, so we will have Show Buck Walter, as I call him. Yeah, here's, he can't panic. Here's Pete Alonzo. If there's anyone who and was, the Bra- and by panic. the way, the Braves lost today. So there you go. The Mets do catch a break. The timing and- has been good. They, they have hey, caught a couple breaks. The Braves have now they lost two out of three in Seattle and lost two out of three in San Francisco. So 
you know, listen, the Mets have not lost a chance to maybe build on this lead, but they go out there, they win tonight, they can have a game and a half lead again. So here's Pete Alonso on the frustrating night he had last night. I mean, it's not it's not just the the foul ball in the first inning. I mean, uh, you had Esky hit a line drive, caught. If you had Nimi hit a really sharp ball down the line, just foul. I think Yorme had like a like a really quality like foul off with a in a two strike count, just foul. Um, James really hard ball caught right at him so I mean it's just I mean it's a frustrating night but again I mean that's that's baseball I mean sometimes sometimes it happens and uh, it's a game of inches and when you combine all that stuff together I mean it's it's just doesn't go your way it's frustrating yeah but he's he's feeling it he's not the same player he was earlier in the season he's come up in big spots he had back-to-back double play grounders in Pittsburgh last week um, he, again, he had a three-run home run that would have gotten things going for the Mets, and it's called foul. Eventually, walks and throws this bat down. It, you could you could say he's starting to feel it a little bit, and, and that's what I want to ask Buck on Friday, Peter. Hmm. You know, we talk so much about the Yankees overresting their players to avoid injury. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason you rest players is so they don't wear down. Alonzo and Lindor play every day, and they're this... not the same here. Uh, is Alonzo hit a wall here? Where just when they need them, uh, Don, it may be. You know, I don't. It may be the best argument I've heard for resting players. The Mets right now. There was a time this season. Let's not forget, Don. There was a who would you rather have at this moment, Judge or Alonzo? Thought that existed in time. It, it, it didn't last that long, but in the first half of the season, there was like a wow. Well, Pete's doing this. Judge is doing that. And now that we're getting towards the end of the year, the, the second half of this season is really, it's yeah. not been great for Pete. It's really, numbers-wise, the way this season's going to look on paper at the end of the year is a totally different feel than it had in June. Now, the Mets got a break because they got, what was it, Labor Day? They were off because of the rain out, but then they had to play two on on Tuesday. Uh, they've got a day off tomorrow. Uh, but, hey, they really can't afford to rest either of the two guys. They're the two best offensive players. And, that, and another reason why, Peter... They need to win this division, not just because of lining up the pitching, but maybe this team can really use that rest and get the bye, as opposed to now having to play San Diego or Philadelphia in a best-of-three series. Maybe use your best pitchers to get out of that, and then, oh, by the way, take on the Dodgers in the divisional round at a disadvantage, possibly with Scherzer and DeGrom not being able to pitch those first two games. That aside, could they just use the rest? Let's move to the Jets for a moment. Uh, Joe Flacco will start this weekend. Mm-hmm. And let's hear from Coach Sala on Flacco's week one performance. When you look back at the game, when he had a clean pocket, he's very, very efficient. Part of the clean pocket is the offensive line's responsibility to give it to him and for him to just deliver the ball where it needs to and get off of a certain reads. It was a bunch of different things. I thought he handled the huddle well. The procedure was good. Everything was fine. We just stalled in the sense of when the pocket collapsed, whether or not he can get it to his check down fast enough. Just little things that were just a little bit off, especially in that first half. But there's it was more than just him. Like I said, there's the O-line, there's route running, there's their drop passes, fumbles, that stall drive. There's just a comedy of errors that just led to what looked like a bad performance by him. Now, it wasn't the best performance, but I think he's uh, it wasn't as bad as people think it was. Don, before I get your take on that, let me close out what I forgot to do, which was Diamond Notes, brought oh, to no. you by 2 by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. Do you buy what Coach Saul is selling? I, I, I don't know, man. I think they may be getting this wrong. I, I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not the guy jumping out the window saying, "Screaming Mike White," okay? But I. 
Well, based on what I saw last week, Tom, I, I feel like they should have kept Strevler. Well, they didn't, obviously, because they didn't think he was an NFL quarterback. All right, and, and Mike White did not have the greatest of training camps, and Flacco, they're obviously saying, is the better quarterback. That's why he's defending Flacco, because they obviously don't think Mike White can do it. Cleveland's got a really good defense, so there's a possibility, Peter, that they lose to Cleveland and Flacco looks just as bad as he did against Baltimore. So do they go to White against Cincinnati? It's a home game, so the fans want White. You're going up against Cincinnati, a team that White beat last year. There might be some symmetry there, but I look at it as defending your guy because he's still your best option. Not a great option, but still better. Well, than okay, well and, and obviously he believes it's the best option. Serena Williams, we, we discussed the idea of her coming back, and um, Michael and Don strongly feel that Serena's retirement is not going to last. Well, it hasn't taken very long for that to gain some steam, Don. Serena uh, had a conversation with Good Morning America, and with regard to coming back, said, I mean, you never know. I've just been saying that I think Tom Brady's starting a really cool trend. Of course, Tom Brady retired from football in February and then came back. He, he didn't start the trend, by the way. He's there, not the first ever. There's been plenty of people that have you know, come back. That happens all the time in NASCAR. Oh, and bo- bo- boxing, boxing, forget about for, it. Yeah, it happens constantly. I mean, Tyson Fury retired five minutes ago. Now him and Anthony Joshua are making their fight. It's finally happening. Plus, there have been plenty of football players, too. And they, they may not be household names, but guys have been talked out of retirement to come back and play. But listen, he's the recognizable name. I don't know how much of a fan Serena Williams is of football, but Tom Brady's a household name. I You could just tell by her goodbye after she lost at the U.S. Open. She didn't completely shut the door. No, and, and if she feels good next year, why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't you do it? Um, Serena also said that her older sister Venus is trying to get her to stay active quote she's not done yet talking about venus this is just me she's trying to get me and i'm like no interesting now this is the way to play it peter because there's also a possibility that a year from now she says you know what i don't i'm not feeling it no so as long as you don't as long as you don't completely say that you're retiring then un unretire Totally a different situation. And, and in these individual sports like tennis and golf, do you really even have to announce your retirement? Like you got to do it for team sports because you're under contract. They got to replace you. You got to let them know ahead of time what your plan is. But does Serena Williams have to do that? I hear you. Is the U.S. Open going to say, no, Serena, you really haven't played much in 2023? We don't think it's the greatest idea you come back and play. They'll beg her to come back and play. There's not a tournament out there that wouldn't want her there. (laughs) That will do it for ENN on this Wednesday evening. We go to the phones to close things out next. 1-800-919-3776. Peter and Don on the K-Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.